Hi, Numiverse. This is Bess. And hey, it's Sandy here too. And we're here for our third installment of the Astrocast, a seasonal astrology podcast for the Numinous. Um, we're two of the resident astrologers um, at the Numinous. And each astrological season, as the sun shifts gears, we look at the energetics of the weeks ahead. So all that you need to know in terms of the cosmic treats on offer, uh, the challenges, the potentials, the openings, and we're really psyched to speak with you today about Gemini season. The sun enters Gemini on the 20th of May, and we're going to be giving you the lowdown on what that means for you over the coming weeks and uh, the energies that are on offer. So without further ado, off we go. And if you like what you hear today and you're super interested, this is a totally curious season all about inquiring um, inquiring minds um, with this Gemini energy. And we also have an offering that's available on the Numinous website um, that's a deep dive into your Mercury sign. This season is ruled by Mercury, and we'll talk a little bit more on the podcast about what this uh, that means. Uh, but this is a really juicy offering that's composed of an astrological recording, a beautiful workbook, um, a tarot recording, a hypnosis, and all of the angles that you'll need to really dive into the energies of this planet and work with it in your personal chart. So if you're interested and you like um, what you're listening to, check it out. Awesome. Bess, I love the way you always remind us of the cosmic treats available to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're coming off of, and we, we do want to like pay homage, homage to, uh, to our Taurus season recording where we talked about all the treats um, and really about the desire nature. So it's, it's interesting, you know, each season kind of leads uh, energetically into the next the next offering. So yeah, we finished up our snack season and we're on to salads. Exactly. We're on to salads and soups and soups, salads and soups. So yeah. we'll talk a little bit about what that means. Um, Sandy, when you were looking sort of at the, the overview of this season ahead, you know, what was, what was coming to you thematically? Yeah, well with Mercury, you know, we're in Gemini season. So this is about the inquisitive nature of your mind and um, connecting the synapses to learn new things and connecting between new friends and in conversation. So there's all this, you know, with Gemini season, it's always this buzzy mm -hmm. connecting kind of energy. But this, this time, 2018, there's a finesse to it. There's like a, mm. a real um, kind of receptivity and almost reaction like there's like a fine-tuned uh like a the we're all kind of a little bit fine-tuned high maybe a little high strung but yeah. also very uh like a and what's the word not a uh, sea anemones yeah like with their wavy little tentacles and yeah. we're all kind of like very receptive to what's going on all of our little antenna are out yeah I love that image um because it's one of the it's a different natural landscape that I was thinking of but it's the same kind of charge I was thinking of the um the French documentary microcosmos or microcosmos and it was this like revolutionary filming technique at the time. I don't know, it's maybe about 10 years old now, maybe a little less, but it basically takes one meadow in France in like some, you know, area of rural France uh, and tracks all the insects and like the micro movements of the insects using this revolutionary cinematography. And when I started looking at the charts for the month, for the season ahead, um, Gemini season, I really, I felt that kind of energy of like, almost like a honey I shrunk the kids, like very micro level. They, there's something, there's an electricity in their, the air. It's that charge like before a lightning storm. Um, but it's it's all about kind of like opening up to like allow the, the in-breath and the out-breath. Gemini does rule like respiration and be that sea anemone or be that little that little feeler, that little grass blade that's like just about to catch like the fleck of dew or the charge from the sky. And how do we remain in that state without nervous exhaustion? That kind of very fine-tuned receptivity. Mm, 
yeah, I wonder if one of the ways that this can kind of go, remember, we're still talking really generally. So we're looking at the whole season of Gemini and we're kind of giving our take. <laughs> but, you know, one of the ways this could go is if there is a lot of mental receptivity, there's a lot of mental frenetic kind of waiting for the lightning to hit, waiting for the intuition to come through. One way this could go is you just get really tired (laughs) and you kind of are sleepy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But another way it could be is that you um, harness your intuitive nature and you Mm -hmm. really tune in the way, I love this um, tableau you paint of the field before the lightning storm because it's like, all of those insects and the birds and maybe even the grasses in the field are aware that the storm is coming even before it's happened. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Right? So so they're kind of getting ready. They're preparing because they felt something shift in the air. And there could be something for you as you're navigating these weeks where you're like, I don't know why, but I really need to be doing this now. And you're getting yeah. information coming through. Almost, it's not conscious. It's like, and it's not really subconscious. It's kind of somewhere in between, if that's possible. Yeah. I love what you're saying. It's making me think really, because this is a, I mean, Gemini is a mutable energy. And we'll talk about other mutable players and energies that are going to be stepping in this month. But the mutable energy is about learning and about adaptation, and it's about responsiveness in the moment. So it's a, it's a particular kind of attunement to change that isn't about mm. like bracing yourself. You know, st- you're not stealing yourself for the storm, and we're not you know implying that there's going to be this like major cosmic hit, and you better like no. batten down, <laughs> batten down the hatches. I don't know what the phrase is, but that that there's a kind of there's a responsiveness to change that's just about meet the moment meet the moment, make the micro movement, meet the, like, Mm. and it's a deep listening too. I really associate all of the mutable signs with an ability to listen, not just auditorily, but to listen to the environment, to listen to like environmental cues. And it feel like, it feels like it really, interestingly, it builds on the energy of this Taurus season where we're talking about gripping and ungripping and what the pleasure center is and how we kind of hold on to things. Like, you know, after Uranus's entry into Taurus, and then, you know, like the big thing everybody's been talking about. Uh, and then this Gemini season offering is really like, the take home for me is that we can't hold on the way that we've been holding on mm. anymore. We just can't. Like, it just doesn't feel good anymore to be that grippiness around and it's grippiness in the face of change or grippiness in the thing that we think we have possession over. And so like some of this season for me feels like it's about relaxing into ephemerality, relaxing into kind of the come, the go, the shifting mm. of the light, the shifting of the weather pattern. And that's what that like kind of field image or that sea anemone feels like to me. It feels like it's just sort of like that responsiveness that doesn't need to always figure it all out. You know, Gemini is sort of collecting on the ground, but it's not necessarily that Sagittarian energy of like the grand system or the philosophical like macro. It's about kind of that being comfortable with not knowing to a certain degree, like not knowing on a, on a panned out way, in a panned out way. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the way you're talking about this responsiveness. There's like, if you're listening, you can refine. Yeah. (laughs) If you're listening, you can not react, but, but respond by refining what's going on in your life. It doesn't have to be a big thing. A lot of this is happening on the micro. Yeah. A lot of this is the small steps. The one conversation that you have with a friend, the one change you make in your schedule, you know, maybe in general leaning into the ephemeral, as you so well said, leaning toward like receptivity and relaxation if you can, if you can find room. And if you can't, you may notice that the buzziness of your mind feels like it's on a track that's going a little too fast. And so it may be that you need to meditate or breathe into it. Right. Right. I like this, the, what you're talking about in terms of the soothing, like the balm for the nervous system, you know, because there's a point with all the, the mutable signs, I think, you know, but with Gemini in particular, there's an energy of when does the collecting of the things, the external kind of input, like when is there a call for that to end? 
and the deep internal knowing starts to fire. It's like, when are you out in collecting too many samples? It's almost like a botanical, you know, like you've got like too many like herbs from the meadow or whatever. We don't have to like force that metaphor. Um, but so like, you know, you've been out too long with like your butterfly net and it's like, you have to go in at some point and make, start to make sense of these things and figure out where your, your voice is and all of this. And Gemini is this great, mirroring capability in this great winged creature who goes out and you know sort of samples the nectars and then you know there's a moment of kind of figuring out or sorting through you know in virgo energy is also another mutable sign of like that kind of process of discernment but i do think of it with all the mutable signs of Mm -hmm. like well where do i stand in the center of all this you know and when does that kind of endless process of collecting or gathering or external information become exhausting have you heard of the description of gemini obviously gemini is the twins right but once i heard gemini described as one twin is the mortal twin who's on the ground doing all of the like gossip and buying stuff at the market and doing the you know budget and like all of the stuff that you do on the earth plane but you know it's really earthy it's not inspired and then the other twin is the immortal twin who's going up into the heavens and bringing down the inspiration and bringing down um, the channeled insight and feeding the mortal twin and trying to help the mortal twin stay connected to this like bigger picture. Yeah. And I always really love that because I think for everyone who is a Gemini, but also for all of us during Gemini season, it's important to kind of see like, when am I in too much of the mundane when do I need that dose of inspiration and need to like remember that it's it is this big picture that's important to you, but that also like I do need to do my budget and I do need to go to the market. I maybe don't need to be gossiping because that <laughs> energy doesn't really serve. It actually is like a lower vibration that the immortal twin is like, what are you up to? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I love that because so often I feel like Gemini is one of those those energies that gets kind of um gets a little bit of the shaft and some astrological treatments mm. because it's a very complex, very nuanced kind of energy that gets kind of pigeonholed into this box of like duality or more often, you know, two like two-faced or this kind of like the shadow and the light. But it's really about standing on the threshold between those things and being able to communicate with different parts of ourselves and pieces of that experience. So it's really that process of being in between or kind of trafficking between worlds really like I love what you're saying about this immortal and the mortal because it really, there's such a magic making, there's such a process of alchemy in all of the mutable energies and in particular in Gemini between the mind and the mind at one kind of level of vibration and the mind at another Mm. and like the spirit at another and it's like Gemini energy is making magic. This is a time to really like also tune into the different facets, like think of yourself as like a prismatic being and you know, what all of these shades of kind of light or, or, you know, kind of shades that you're catching or that you're putting out are at different moments and recalibrating. I think it's like the calibration is, is another word I think of, mm. you know, and, and just sort of noticing that responsiveness. Again, it's like what twin, what part of yourself, what part of the prism of you is being called for in this moment and that all of these parts can kind of coexist. Yeah, and I also, you know, this is the last kind of part of, in astrology, this is the last part of spring. I know that some of our listeners are in the Southern Hemisphere, and maybe you're going toward the end of fall, but in Western astrology, um, this time period is the, Gemini is the buzzing bee that pollinates all the flowers that are all blooming now at the end of spring, and there's a lot of energy this time there's a big frenetic energy as things are growing and moving and so with this season remembering to harness all that energy use it let it flow respond to it react to it as we've been saying make the magic from it but don't get tumbled over by it (laughs) yeah 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 i think that's it speaks really nicely like what you're saying about the kind of rhythm of the seasons and even if we're not if you're not in the northern hemisphere, there's still it's still a transitional season too. It's it's the moment before you know um, either summer or winter, respectively. So it's like all of the mutable energies represent like both a peak, but like also a falling away. You know, as mm-hmm. we're kind of like releasing into the next 
you know, seasonal cycles energy, mm-hmm. you know, so there is this feeling too of like dissolution or kind of like allowing yourself to, to undo and not, you know, grip too tightly. Um, so let's dive in. Should we dive into yeah. the, the week by week? Um, so we're going <clears> to <throat> give you guys a little bit of a, a breakdown of some of the key under this larger umbrella of um, the energies that we've been talking about of some of the key opportunities and, and offerings of each week. Um, so we'll start with um, the week of Monday, the 21st, and then we'll just go go through our Mondays of the Gemini journey and take a look at some of the aspects and some of the need-to-know cosmic uh, offerings. Yeah, so right away we have Mercury, who's Gemini's ruler, is opposite to Jupiter. Um, and so... Mercury is in the sign of Taurus, and Jupiter is in the sign of Scorpio. And in their opposition here, you know, maybe this is <clears throat> kind of a nice way to summarize and expand upon um, Taurus season for yourself. <laughs> yeah, take things high, take to the highest point in your mindset. Really, you know, this could be a great journaling day to really expand upon what you felt. Um, as your self-worth, sense of self-worth maybe changed. Maybe your sense of being able to feel rooted in your body and in your world shifted. Maybe there was some new opening that you felt in terms of how you feel connected to your senses, or maybe you had some epiphany about slowing down, or maybe none of those things happen, but you can journal about them to expand upon them in your own mind at this moment. You know, you can create it on May 24th. Second. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love this 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 sense of like kind of not unfinished business, but the feeling of I think often when we kind of enter the new astrological season, it's like, all right, you know, wipe this slate clean, especially with Gemini, because there is this quality of like beginner's mind. Like how can we really like, you know, freshen and kind of enliven the mind? Um, but I love what you're saying about kind of tending to that kind of the Mercury opposition, um, you know, opposite uh, Jupiter aspect, tending to some of the not unfinished business, but some of the the promises, you know, the offerings of of Taurus season. And for me, it really feels like this first week has a lot to do with anything that's been kind of like left unsaid. I mean, this is a big. I think it's a theme that's going to weave through the month, but kind of like what's been in your secret desire diary almost you know like obviously there were some big reveals during Taurus season especially around that Scorpio full moon about really what's really bringing you pleasure and and really lighting you up and you know this may be in the realm of partnerships specifically you know with Jupiter and Scorpio really we're digging into some of our intimacy issues, um, you know, and kind kind of deep relationship patterns. And it feels like this first week is an offering to bring up and out some of that messaging. You know, maybe it's initiating a difficult conversation, even if it's just with yourself around your desire nature or what you kind of learned during that season about what's actually turning you on right now in your life and what's what's bringing you pleasure. Um, You know, also for me this week, the aspect of, you know, that Jupiter's making to Neptune, you know, offers kind of this, it's almost, I don't want to say, because when we think of the word like levity, we think sometimes of superficiality, but there's a certain lightness that's on offered, offer here where we can almost like slip into, I was thinking of like a, like a children's like make-believe closet or like slipping in <laughs> and out of like costumes, you know, where there's, it's not like this has to be the grand definitive statement of your life that you have to make this week, but it's just sort of like trying on, it's almost like that game sort of psychologically where you try on different scenarios and see the one that feels best in your body. It's like, okay, if I were going to say this out loud, or I'm going to have this conversation, how's that resonating in my physical body? Okay, let me like put on this frock of like conversation and this is how this would feel. But it does feel like a week to me that's about um, aligning with messaging to some degree. Yeah, this is healing. You know, anything that you do as best, you know, if you follow Bess's beautiful instructions <laughs> and play a little make-believe with yourself and dig up some of those old secrets and, and speak them and, and, and move, that all of that is healing. There's a, an air about Jupiter trying Neptune that's like this high-octave, really pristine cleansing. Mm. And you can access that this week. 
you know, it may be that you have to get really quiet to do it. You know, you may have to kind of invite it in. And there's a lot of buzziness around in the air, as we mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> With um, the sun and it moving into Gemini. But this is this is a time to to move and purify. Yeah, yeah. I love this kind of like that high octave cleansing you're speaking of because it makes me think too of like almost um, just like this feeling of like all the selves we have been in our life. Like that there's something that we can, there's a certain lightness we can, we can infuse into our own story this week too where it's like, oh, you know, like just looking, it's not even like a panned out. I mean, Mars has entered Aquarius and entered Aquarius on the 15th. So there is this kind of like panoptic perspective that we're able to have and actions that we're able to take from like a much, you know, kind of long range viewpoint. But it feels also like letting yourself sort of slip in and out of different skins can be like healing and thinking of all like the different versions of yourself you've been over the course of your life and you know that you've tried on even this year so far um 2018 or or specifically since the um the spring equinox you know this kind of like all the selves you've been and like letting that kind of act of like slipping in and out of of memories of those moments or you know different trying on those different kinds of versions of messaging you want to bring forward can be like a cleansing almost yeah you're like washing this sounds like super gross but you're like well, I wanted to say washing yourself in your own skin, but that's not <laughs> <laughs> in your own discarded skins. But that's, it sounds a little gross. Anyway, I'll I'll leave that. I'll yeah, leave that be. yeah. Um, and on May twenty fifth, at the same time that we have this Jupiter square Neptune, we also have Venus opposite to Saturn. Right. So, so this. This can be, Venus is very um, wet and Saturn is very dry. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So when they come together, it can be a little bit, um, it can be hard on your sense of receptivity, Mm. which is why it's extra important to take advantage of this harmonious octave, this like soprano chime that's coming through (laughs) sorry musicians i don't really know music speak that well but there's a really beautiful note of healing with um the jupiter trine neptune and and with the venus opposite to saturn too we can feel separate from our from our sense of self or separate from our sense of self-love um on some core level and so that's why the healing piece is so important right now. That's why it's so important to sit and try to connect with that purity. Yeah. Yeah, I love this wet this wet and dry, you know. And and responding to where you are on that spectrum. I mean, returning to this notion that this season is really all about rising to meet the moment and understanding kind of the micro environment of your of how things feel in your physical body and how they feel kind of in your spirit. Um, you know, understanding that you know, within opposition, sometimes people swing, we swing, mm-hmm. we either like do one end of the opposition or we kind of do the other. Um, and figuring out kind of where are you, are you too wet right now? <laughs> are you too dry right now? <laughs> you know, in terms of like how tapped in you are into your emotional life or how tapped in you are, how isolated or how participatory you're feeling. And just using that kind of as a check-in or as a, another way of like kind of having a calibration device as we enter. Yeah, yeah. This you don't have to f- look for the problems and everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That, that feels like such a freeing. Yeah, I feel like in so many ways, that's that is like in some ways the, the essence of mutable energy too. Mm. We're not like going in the season like ferreting out the you know ferreting out the like cardinal style going in and like smoking out the you know fixing it and like powering it and that that kind of energy. You know, it's it's also just sort of like letting, it's almost like a meditative energy or that, again, that energy of watching weather patterns. It's like, what are you going to do, you know, about the weather pattern? I mean, you can like rail against it. If you're like a super Aries like me, you know, every time like the weather is crap, I'm like screaming and like punching the, <laughs> the wind. But it's just that. It's you don't have to kind of look, there's no searching mind for like the issue. It's just sort of receive the information, respond to the information. Let it so blow in. Beautifully let it blow said. Out. Yeah. Let mm-hmm. it blow in. Let it blow out. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. That was. I really like that. I don't think I 
totally framed it that way for myself before. Well, you yeah. framed it for me. Yeah, but that's why we yeah. <laughs> our two minds together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. good, yeah. Yeah, and if you're a super cardinal cardinal lady like I am, you may be punching the weather patterns, <laughs> punching the wind anyway, but, you Bess, know. Bess and I are highly cardinal. Yeah, we're both highly cardinal, so we're definitely like uh, people maybe who rail against the weather patterns. Right, sometimes. exactly. Um, what are these these shifts? What is this spiral dance you speak of? <laughs> responsiveness rising to meet the moment yeah no way um it's a learning though it's a learning yeah um so is there anything else that you wanted to touch on for the first week no i think that that about does it cool um Um, so the second week uh we have a juicy full moon in sagittarius this is the week starting the 28th uh, and on the 29th we've got Sag full moon and mercury entering gemini home turf yes so Mercury blazes very fast. Mercury is moving very, very fast now. <laughs> yeah. And runs, sprints into Gemini just as the sun, uh, the sun and the moon come into opposite opposition. Um, and so I love the I you know I love talking about the Sagittarius Gemini opposition because they're it's very nuanced. They're both interested in learning. Yeah. <laughs> the Sagittarius wants to find the bigger perspective and look at the picture, figure out like what's the philosophy here. Whereas Gemini is just learning, 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 learning. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, so this is kind of that moment where you can open up your, all your eyes, your third eye, your two eyes, you know, maybe your hands also have eyes in them. Yeah. All your windows. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And just really see what new stuff is coming in, open all the channels and bring in the new information. And it can, we have a grand trine happening at the same moment between these really receptive planets, Venus, Neptune, and Jupiter, who are beautiful together. Those three planets are like, again, I wish I knew more about music so I could use these music (laughs) metaphors that are beyond my reach. Yeah, just go. I use like so many metaphors in territories I have no authority speaking. Just go for it. Yeah. Um, You know, it's like, the sound, a grand trine I always think of as the sound of a triangle in an orchestra. Yeah, totally. It's like that really nice ding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that that kind of sound and your eyes are opening up, your third eye is opening up, you're holding out your hands and they have eyes in the middle of your palms and you're just radiating out to say like, what, can, what new octave can I invite into my mind to tune myself open to some new way of thinking about the world? Whether that new way of thinking is really broken down into mundane pieces or whether it's like a really big insight. Yeah, I love this feeling of like literally every surface of the body being a potential surface of learning and of receptive information. Mm. And that's, I feel like, the energy of the the opposition between Sag and Gemini at its highest octave of expression feels like literally every moment there is another angle like there's another angle there's another way that we can approach the information there's and it feels like it references back the the sort of neptunian energy from the first week of like beliefs that can heal you know Mm. information that can heal that can be a healing and you know so often like we don't even realize that it's happening but there's like one like the brain is running on like one you know there's one channel or there's one kind of like you know little I'm almost thinking of like one of those rides you know what are the rides (laughs) when maybe it was from one of your horoscope images actually recently the flume or the the flume where you're like like in the it's like the ride where you're like in a little boat and then you go down the thing get splashed um and it runs on this I think it's called the flume well the luge in in Olympics yeah but it's it's similar to that where it's like where you're locked in, you know, where we so like so easily and we don't even realize it's happening. We get kind of locked into the track, you mm-hmm. know, and then it's like gone. The brain is just gone. It's going. And it's like, how can we, like you're saying, like so incredibly, like all of the, literally all of the surfaces of the body and by extension, everything we encounter in our environments is a potential learning, is a potential new way in. I mean, not to get too insane, but like even. <laughs> But this is kind of an insane, I mean, it's an energy of like really like breaking out of kind of that track of thinking. Um, 
you know, that everything in our environment, like the way that you like look at the light on a particular leaf or like a lamp in your living room is like a learning, like look at the curvature of it, look at the reflection of something against something. Like it's literally the world is is buzzing and alive with potential to shift our mental, our perception. And that's what this Gemini Sag opposition really feels like. Yeah. So well said. Like, um, I remember talking to a friend and she looked at me and I don't know what, I think we were talking about something kind of mundane and she like kind of grabbed my hand and she was like, you know, everything is magic, right? (laughs) And it was just this, like, I kind of like everything shifted when she said that. I was like, just thinking about the walls of my apartment building and the tree in the backyard and everything having this multidimensional, magical, secondary part to itself yeah this is like acid trip energy (laughs) really you know and it feels like um like that that feeling i was i totally lost my train of thought (laughs) it's like getting carried away by the when you're talking about um everything is magic now i've completely lost the if it's the right vibration it'll come back yeah that's what abraham hicks always says totally (laughs) she's always yeah yeah i mean it feels also like i mean obviously there isn't like a hard call to this and you know but if you're feeling into it it feels like this is also a moment in the month as the or in the season i'm sorry as the you know as we're reaching this kind of pinnacle the reveal energy that ripeness of the full moon that if there are things that have been left continuously kind of left unsaid, you know, that kind of secret mm. diary energy, that this feels like a nice time maybe for some some reveals, some sharing. And knowing that those don't have to be hard kind of definitive statements for all time. And that's, I think, some of the beauty of this energy of Sagittarius, because as much as it's about developing belief systems, developing panned out philosophical perspectives, the call is still to like not harden into zealotry, to know that you can stand in a truth that also collides with the world and there's reverb and there's echo and there's encounters of your message with the environment. So by all means, bringing up and out things that feel like they've been like messaging and, and statements that feel like they've been starting to kind of like almost like not rot, but like cause fumes like in your internal life, but also being open to the way that those statements are received. Yeah, that makes me think that these messages, you know, maybe the first draft of them, maybe it's something creative that you produce. Yeah. You know, where you're, you're tuning in, maybe there's something you need to say and you write a poem first. Yeah. <laughs> or you you find a way to put it through this filter of Venus, Jupiter, Neptune, and a grand trine. Like, that's a creative, potent filter. Yeah. <laughs> I love what you're saying about that because it's like we so... And obviously we're having like a talk session podcast, so this is kind of like, you know. But there's so many modalities for communicating that we we don't often utilize. You know, I was thinking even simply the other day about you know, an impending kind of what I see as an impending but perhaps difficult or challenging kind of communication with, you know, someone, you know, in my life and thinking of like, well, maybe we'll just start the conversation or maybe the whole conversation will be, we just stare at each other. We just have like an eye gazing for an hour. And maybe that's actually the conversation. Like there's so many ways to communicate that we don't take advantage of. I mean, you don't have to obviously force this, but this kind of creative aspect that's available to us, maybe it's a dance, you know, maybe it's like a gesture that you start with. Like, where does that message live in your physical body? And you actually physically do the, you know, it's like a Kundalini, you know, Kriya or something. Um, I feel like I reference Kundalini yoga on this podcast, like often I don't know anything about it. But my sense is that there's like these gestures and the gestures, you know, some of the energy lives in the gesture. I mean, that's true of like yoga asana practice anyway. But anyway, thinking thinking more expansively about how you might both get information and how you might transmit information to the world too. Yeah. Yeah. And you had said something earlier that I wanted to circle back around to just to kind of put a little pin in it. Um, the, you know, this is about with Mercury conjunct the sun – 
there is this, we're getting really conscious right now. Right. We're getting really like things are coming up from the basement into the living room. Yeah. <laughs> like they're coming into the living room of our mind and we're, we're understanding. Maybe that's why the message is ready now. Maybe you mm. have some message you want to share and it's ready now because you're, you're learning and you're getting conscious of it. Um, and so, so just to know, you know, that there might be stuff coming to mind here, new opinions coming forward at the Sagittarius full moon, as you were saying, Bess, our truth comes up and we can emotionally feel very compelled to share an opinion mm-hmm. because that's what the Sagittarius full moon wants to do is like, I've got an opinion and right. I'm going to tell you about it. Right. So, so being in, you know, being very aware that like a lot of things may be be becoming conscious, you may be becoming conscious of a lot of things. Right. (laughs) And yes, forming an opinion is good. Yes, connecting with your truth is good. And the shifts are still coming. Right, right. Yeah, it feels like almost that moment of, you know, not to belabor again, this meadow metaphor, (laughs) but like the moment of like, okay, the sun has written, you know, like the, the field is illuminated you know, there's there's all this information that comes from that quality of light shifting and and revealing, you know, bits of the physical environment. And the day is still long, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the, there's still like other weather patterns, like you're saying that there's there's an there's an ability to both kind of stand in a statement or bring something up and out and also know that it's not the end there there's not like an end game here. Right. You know? I mean other than like death. But not even that's an end game. <laughs> so not to get too morbid. Yeah. But and this will probably come up later too, but I always just like to say what I think of for Gemini, since now Mercury's in Gemini, so I feel like we're really in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Mercury, we're even speaking faster. Yeah, that happens with us, yeah. by the way. <laughs> it's weird. But um, curiosity, playfulness, you know, but especially curiosity. Yeah. Like as you're looking at that like psychedelic tree in your backyard and you're like noticing that there's really two trees there and there's four dimensions you're looking at or whatever is happening. <laughs> <laughs> whatever kind of trip you're on. Yeah. It's all good. You know, it's just about being curious and being like, what is that tree in my backyard? Or what do I want to say now? Or how could I say this differently? Or what am I ready to learn? What feels fun? What feels like, you know, maybe I am getting on one track mind about, and I'm just kind of pushing this idea into the ground and drilling it into it. And it's like, maybe I need to take a class. Yeah. Maybe I need to go learn something new and that will get me into a different way of thinking about things. Yeah, this kind of sense of inquisitiveness. I think of these videos, I don't know if they still exist on YouTube, but they were um, basically styled after like meant to be like kind of spoofs of 60s British like educational films and they were called Look Around You. They're really (laughs) freaking funny. Um, And they'd just be like basic topics. So it'd be like, look around you. You know, birds, what are they really? You know, (laughs) which is a good question. Birds are freaking weird. But then there'd be topics of like, look around you, ghosts, you know, and it's like (laughs) ghosts are all around, you know, like that kind of that kind of beginner's mind again, that kind of freshness to, to also like have a sense of humor about yourself. I mean, and it's it also comes from feeling, you know, feeling buoyant, feeling firm enough in the kind of things that you know, the kind of immutable truths that you know, that you can actually get buoyant again and get expansive and like, you know, agree or reveal that you don't know, like be comfortable with, with not knowing you mm. know? as much as it's, it's a complex relationship between being comfortable with not knowing and also having the courage to voice what you do know to be true in this moment or what needs to be revealed. Yeah. It's really hard to be comfortable with what you don't know when you have Google. Yeah, <laughs> I used to like like practice not googling certain things because I just wanted to them to remain mysterious, like corn nuts. I still don't know what they are because I'm like that's an ungoogleable. I won't Google corn nuts. Have I you ever had them? I've had them. Oh, okay. But I'm not fully sure what they are. Right. But I've never googled them. <laughs> but you know, I'm not sure if I know what they are either. Well, something to investigate. <laughs> yeah. During, during Gemini Excuse season. me. Or yeah. not investigate. <laughs> or not. <laughs> So the third week, uh, the week of June 4th, what's happening in the world? So this is a a week in terms of the lunar aspect where the moon is starting to um, 
to wane. So we've, we've reached that kind of full moon pinnacle. And then we have on the 6th, um, we have, or wait, did I reverse those dates? Is it 6-5? Sorry. So it's June 5th. So June 5th at the, the waning moon in Pisces? Um, I exact? actually didn't look that one up. Okay, sorry. Um, but it's that week. Okay. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get the date for you. Um, and this is the waning, this is the moon, you know, growing kind of dim again. And for me, it really feels like, in some senses, it feels like the week of starting to really master mutability. Mm. This energy of coming undone, falling away the unknowable, the unseen. And it feels like a week to me with the waning moon in Pisces where there's an echoey quality to it. Maybe some little ghosties, you know, are coming (laughs) back to play. Maybe there's some echoes of, you know, past kind of emotional residue kind of coming up. The waning moon is a really kind of inwardly facing. It's when we start to kind of like, yeah, we start to kind of go into our little temple, into our sanctuary. And it feels to me like, a super, super lunar week for um, just noticing again, abiding with those echoes and kind of responding to them in the moment rather than like following every, you know, echo of past pain or a past pattern that you don't want to see rearing its head, like totally down the rabbit hole, um, being able to kind of be that sea anemone like you had referenced in the beginning um, and let things kind of just sort of rise to meet them in the moment, you know, even if it's difficult emotional mm-hmm. content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you were saying that, I was thinking of, like, raking the leaves. Mm. (laughs) So, you know, the waning moon, leaves have fallen off the tree, and it's it's a sense of, like, we're letting go. We're we're cleansing, we're we're letting go, releasing before we start fresh. But I like this idea of raking up the leaves because we're still, the sun is still conjunct, uh, Mercury right now and it's very Gemini and Gemini mm. wants to do something and so it's like well what is everything that you're that you're letting go of and as you said it's kind of maybe coming to the surface a little ghosties or coming to the surface so you're raking it up and you're mm. you're you're dealing with it kind of but not really maybe you're pushing it over the side yeah <laughs> it's activated energy Maybe it's like a little ghost catalog. I almost imagine like, you know, like a little filing cabinet of like placing some of these experiences using that, you know, because sometimes, and I feel like I'm, I'm guilty of this in particular. I don't know. I, maybe I have some agenda against the, the air signs, but like sometimes I'm like, oh, like the learning for air energy is always to like drop out of the mind, drop into the, emo- you know, like notice when things are too heady, too analytical. But I feel like in this week, there's a real offering of the analytical mind and of that kind of Gemini energy of like kind of just sort of using the mind not to combat or push away the feeling. But again, it's like what you spoke of in the beginning about Gemini being this both mortal and immortal figure where we can use kind of the the ability to do the mundane kind of daily work, that, that cataloging almost to start to make sense of some of these emotions mm. that are coming up and almost like track them. It's almost like like that responsiveness or that that feeling you know that we were talking about um about really like um kind of being being super kind of receptive to all of these emotional shifts and you know nowhere is that more present than with pisces energy that we can use those to yeah to start to make sense of like almost tracking the patterns of them like okay this little sensation i notice that this arises when such and such sort of triggers it or this is connected to this and it's not like when we get to the source of some of our past pain that we like solve the pain you know Mm -hmm. like that's only like one aspect of of coming into communion with you know with uh energies that need to be healed but that there's something sweet about using the mind in those moments to kind of meet the ghosts and say oh okay like here's what this ghost is wearing or like this is what they're the language that they're speaking in and I know it's connected to such and such relationship which sort of connects to this relationship earlier in my life or just kind of tracking those emotions and using the mind to help heal yeah it makes me think of this week a couple days ago I was really hungry (laughs) and when I get really hungry sometimes I get past the point of hunger Mm. and then if I have to make a decision about what to eat I just like I can't do yeah it. I totally have a little you know and this is 
it's not a, I don't, it's not usually a big deal, but in my mind, I have a little meltdown. Where yeah. I'm just like, I don't want anything anymore. Totally. And, <laughs> and in that moment where that was happening, where I was looking at a restaurant menu, and I was just like, nothing looks good. I don't want anything. I remembered, oh, this is what happens when you're really hungry. Right. And you can't, you're, you're old enough now. You've done this enough times. Right. That that feeling you're having, that actually means you just need to pick something and eat it. Right. And that will solve this Piscean kind of funk you went into. Yeah. This emotion ocean that you're swimming around in where nothing's going to work anymore. It's like the mem- the conscious memory of like, this is what this is. Yeah. That's that kind of Gemini piece. Yeah, I love that. And, and that kind of like bio being really sensitized to your own kind of like tracking your bio... I don't know if the word is biofeedback, but like biorhythms or, yeah, yeah. It's so interesting that, and there'll be really deep emotional content that'll be held. Mm -hmm. You know, I know, I mean, this is true of everybody, I'm sure, but I know like for me, there's a thing that I do like with my right shoulder, which is, you know, activated, you know, whenever there's a deep, deep emotional, usually in relationship, usually in romantic relationship kind of a deep, almost like a heart blocking where I almost mm. have like a nervous tick in my shoulder where my right shoulder will go forward almost to like protect my heart. I don't even know if your heart, yeah, I guess your heart's on that side. He's on the left but, side. Oh. <laughs> anyway, but to protect my chest, metaphorically speaking. Um, but yeah, noticing these little ticks or noticing these patterns and then using the intellect to not interrupt what needs to flow. Like it's almost like, okay, then bend into the curve, like bend into the thing that's mm-hmm. happening and let it live. Um, but that there's some sense of like relief of just a knowingness that taps into those cycles of change and responsiveness that we've been speaking about where it's like, all right, weather pattern. Okay. Like feel into it. I know what this, you know, I kind of, I know what rain looks like, or I know what a (laughs) thunder sounds like. And like, here's what I do. And like, here's the resources that I have to kind of meet this in this moment. And then it passes, you know? Yeah. So good. So good. Um, yeah, and then there's Venus opposite Pluto that day. Mm, this is talk about go- <laughs> talk about ghosties, <laughs> romantic ghosties. Well, I mean, lots of ghosties, but yeah, yeah. This ties in nicely to what we're talking about, right? Because what we've been talking about is deep emotional patterns, and I always think of Pluto with you know Pluto, what you're releasing, what you're letting go of. And then Venus being your body. So it actually really connects perfectly to what we were just describing. <laughs> yeah. You know, tuning into your physicality, your Venusian shell that you live in, Venus and Cancer, um, tuning into your, your body so that you can nurture yourself, take care of yourself, and purge, 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 release, so that you change the structure, Pluto and Capricorn, of what you're working with. Yeah, that structures can be renovated from the inside, from working through the emotional kind of innards of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Um, so do we want to bring it on home to week four? Yeah, yeah. Let's bring it on home. Um, so the last week is a little bit of, a little extended. It starts with the, um, the 11th of June, and then the sun will enter Cancer on the 20th, so... It's a long, long final week. Uh, <laughs> weeks aren't really weeks yeah. with Bess and Sandy. Yeah. <laughs> Time is not linear. Um, but we have a lot. We have the a last lot happening. Phase, the last section. Last phase. Yeah, we should say of, phase. Of this topic on Gemini. Season. Part four. Part yeah. four. Um, <laughs> mastery. Mastery of this energy. One last stand. Um, and we have Mercury entering Cancer on the 12th. Uh, and then on the day of the new moon in Gemini, we have um, Venus entering Leo. So Ooh. what is this? What is this party feeling like to you, Sandy? Well, first of all, Mercury is going so fast. It was, yeah, it it just barreled along into Cancer, and maybe you know, maybe this is all to tell us, <laughs> to remind us that like yes, you can be curious and you can be activating and you can be doing all these Gemini things, buzzing around, learning, being really quick, but not this year. <laughs> like like Mercury going so quickly into Cancer will say, everyone go on vacation. Like go take care of yourselves, you, you know, cuddle yourself, figure out a way to help yourself feel really safe. Maybe you need to re- spend a lot of time by the ocean this year if that's available or in nature. You know, I know that's not an option for everyone, but 
there's yeah. something really quickly coddling, like swathing, yeah. putting the baby in the in the blanket and wrapping the baby up really, really tight with that and then rocking the baby. <laughs> yeah, this feels really like, it feels like incubating something really tender, you know, especially mm. with Venus's entry also into Leo and like Gemini, I think of like the Gem- Gemini Cancer Leo party, like these are still like the little kitties, you know, like they're the little, like the little babes of the zodiac. We're still in kind of the early de- developmental stages, the kind of tender shoots. And, you know, it feels to me like this final week um, is, or phase, is kind of about the ability to incubate or to hold, like you're saying, wrap wrap up tightly and sweetly, like our ability to wish again, to wish mm. for things, like summoning the courage to wish, you know, to hope, you know, for, for something like... Um, and you know, this is really the energy as we, as we go into the new moon more broadly, this kind of seeding or this, this planting intentions or kind of this new, how do you want to debut in this new cycle? You know, but it feels like, I don't know, it feels like there's something about this kind of journey that we've had over the course of the season of rising to meet the moment, let, you know, letting the weather be what the weather is kind of stepping out anyway. And then it's like, can we still like, can we still like let ourselves hope that it's going to be, I don't want to say hope that it's going to be a sunny day. That sounds like incredibly inane, but like, yeah, like <laughs> hope for like gorgeous weather, you know, like even though we're rising to meet the moment, even though we've, we've come into a mastery with these fluctuations, you know, can we still like, like sit by the window, like with our, like, you know, like in anticipation <laughs> of like, it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a beautiful sunny day or, you know, whatever the thing is, you know, notice where you can kind of start to incubate your own sense of hope and, and hold it like a little precious egg again. So beautiful. Um, I think about with this idea of hope, I really want to connect it to ego, but I haven't yet made the connection yet. So let's let's jam. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk this out. Because Venus is moving into Leo. Yeah. And there's the new moon in Gemini. I've been thinking a lot about ego and Leo lately. Mm. And how it's Leo is here to just shine and express and share. And um, Venus wants to just be be in pleasure that way wants to just be having fun pleasurable and hoping to be able to connect the heart and and yet what always happens is that like the ego pops up and it's like but it won't be good enough or it won't be enough mm. and that's where the hope i think really comes in it's yeah. like no it's still enough you're still it's cool you're good. You can have fun. You can connect. You can share. You can do karaoke and it'll be okay. And yeah. nobody's going to laugh you off the stage. You're doing great. And so maybe there's something with this new moon in Gemini where we can like create the mental framework. We can create the structure of our mindset right now so that we're building the bridge that will support our ego. Mm. <laughs> is this becoming too convoluted or no, like no. like if we can create if we can really think it through and have some cognitive behavioral techniques that support our support us in our fragility and our new little baby who just wants to love and be loved and express like how can we build these core beliefs right now the new ones these are the new ones that are going to help us be able to connect in the world and create in the world the way we really want to as we are changing so much in 2018 and really shifting into being new. Does this make sense? Yeah. No, I really like the idea of creating the container for hope. Like what does it, what does that look like for you? I'm almost thinking of like a, like a party planning process or something (laughs) like what is like your ideal? If you think of like, like your ideal like festivity because like, I do think of like this Leonine energy you know related to kind of that celebration of the self that kind of spilling over of the self and it's like if you could plan the like party schema <laughs> for your like hopefulness like what what supports could you have there who would you have there you know at the party like what would the you know the kind of like food that you'd you know kind of like the whole like what would the music sound like like creating those environments those micro environments for yourself 
on the daily to kind of incubate that. Mm-hmm. I love this idea of the container, you know, because then that, that becomes like that that sort of safe space that you can then kind of spill up and out from in terms of like, you know, being courageous enough to like wish for these things without them without that kind of constant like feedback of like, man, not enough or eh, it didn't happen the last time or like this yeah. feeling of always getting like the rug pulled out yeah. from under us. Um, yeah. yeah. Maybe there needs to be a storyteller at your party yeah. who is telling <laughs> a new story and you can be a storyteller right now. I think yeah. that's the gift of the Gemini new moon is, is what story are you telling yourself? Thinking about Mercury moving into Cancer so quickly here now, what were the stories that your parents told you? Yeah. What were your parents' stories about how you got to be hopeful in the world or um, or share your creativity? What did they do? What were your grandparents' stories? Like, what are the stories of your lineage? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And those are, I mean, that kind of narrative inheritance is really is really potent. So it feels like a like a lovely week to kind of um, inquire around that, you know, especially with that Mercury and Cancer, that kind of yeah. roots, the roots of our storylines. Yeah. 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 And what um, what's your autobiography, your current one, in relation to dot, 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 fill in yeah. the blank. So, like, what's my – what's the autobiography of Sandy Citron in relation to money? Yeah. What's my autobiography yeah. in relation to – love yeah like what do i want to write what's the story i want to tell here yeah i think about that 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 energy like constantly i feel like i'm constantly talking to friends about like if you're autobiography if we wrote the autobiography (laughs) right now what's the title what's the title you know but it's really like and then it's always shifting obviously but that's really it's interesting to inquire because then it's like what's the current headline like what's the current Mm title that you're giving this aspect of your life and does that apply Mm -hmm. is that true does that feel good does that feel liberatory you know just sort of inquiring the kind of boxes the containers that you've created through these yeah and it's totally okay too to write like the one that you see as being real and then write write the one that you want yeah 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 (laughs) like tell the story you want to tell yeah yeah so gemini season just life in the meadow amidst <laughs> amidst the shifting weather patterns. Um, you know, being able to really come into some mastery with with mutable energy, with adaptation, um, and being willing to let our storylines and let our energies brush up against the world and have this this feedback loop. Um, some ghosties coming to play, <laughs> but some intellectual um, sorting of them, uh, and and knowing that the hold can be lighter. You know that the hold on our lives, on our um, perceptions of ourselves and others, can always there's always an offering to hold those things. Um, just let them rest in the palm, like little little Gemini butterflies. Yes, yeah. Thinking about um, consciousness and the stories that we tell and the information that we get from our body and our environments and our magic realms that we exist in all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Magic is, I wish I, oh, what was the, the phrase that you said earlier? It was, um, doesn't, it wasn't, it doesn't have to be so hard. Is that uh, what it was? No, it was oh, something like... Um, uh-huh. It was... Luckily, we recorded this. <laughs> it was not everything has to be a problem. Not everything something. has to be a problem. Yeah. Not, yeah. You don't yeah. have to find how everything is a problem. That's yeah. not really a sentence, but... <laughs> and problem, problems and solutions are not the only like framework yeah. for encountering our lives. Uh, and I think that's that's a beautiful uh, offering that's available to us to, yeah. to slip outside of that framework as well this season. So if you're thinking about your mental framework and the way you, if you want to learn more about how you conceive of the world and <laughs> how you think and then how you talk and communicate, check out our Mercury course our digital course all about Mercury, how you think, how you frame your communications and what you believe. Yeah, yeah, and finding your voice and all of that uh, and your message. Maybe I'll redo that. Maybe I'll redo the ending. Just, just, I'll start, you did great. Don't, I'll just do, I'll just start over my little Mercury plug again. 
Yeah. So if you're thinking about, I'll do that right. again. Um, what are we calling it? We probably haven't decided yet. Uh, no. Um, I think I'll just say Mercury course. I kind of stumbled there. Yeah, Mercury. And we don't really have course. our like Mercury sign digital course. Oh, Mercury sign. Yeah. Okay. So if you're thinking about thinking, <laughs> if you're thinking about how you frame the world, if you want to get really close to understanding how you've constructed your what I call your thinking cap <laughs> or your belief system then check out our Numinous Mercury Sign digital course because we have some amazing offerings for you. We've, we're breaking down each Mercury sign and talking about the specific way that that sign interacts with the world around them, communicates, learns, and grows. And this is something that you can always work with. So if, you know, it's funny because I think thinking is like the fish swimming in the water and the fish doesn't know that the water exists, right? Yeah. It's like it's like what we're always doing, so we can easily not see it as being very important. It's super important. It's yeah. actually your entire life. Yeah. <laughs> it's everything all comes from your framework of how you see the world. So this is a critical course to get and to understand how do you think about things. Yeah. Bess and I were laughing today because we finally realized, I mean, we knew this already, but we when we work together i tend to go into like this like drawn out detective mode where it takes me so long to like i'm like but wait what date was that and i go and Bess is like it's fine it's fine it's just honey i shrunk the kids don't worry about yeah it. we'll just jump in let's just do it and Bess has her mercury in aries and i have my mercury in scorpio and they're both ruled by Mars, so we are both very Martian in some way. Like, we really want to go after it and do it. But I have this kind of slow, beleaguered, like, not beleaguered, but I just really have to. I'm like a detective. Yeah, I and mean, I can sometimes be a little half-cocked. Yeah, spontaneous. <laughs> yeah, spontaneous. Yeah, that's a nicer <laughs> word for it. Um, yeah, but the, the course offering is, is really juicy. There's a hypnosis recording with Sandy. There's this intricate sign-by-sign -sign guide. Um, there's a beautifully designed uh, workbook with all sorts of journaling prompts and activation, sensory activations in the world, uh, and also a tarot recording about how to incorporate the energies of Mercury in your tarot practice. Yeah. So, best, where can they go to find this? Um, so, you can go on the Numinous uh, site, and it's just under the shop. Uh, it's the product in the shop that'll be currently um, featured. And it will only be featured until the end of Mercury, Mercury season. Gemini <laughs> yes, season. Yes. Um, <laughs> the so, end of Gemini season. Yeah, so a perfectly aligned um, course to work through for this, for this Astro season. Yay. So we will connect with you again in Cancer season. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. getting into a little celebration. <laughs> celebration. We'll see you then. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.